Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Friday, August 17th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're honoring the unparalleled singer and American icon, Aretha Franklin, who died on Thursday at 76. Aretha Franklin was one of the greatest singers of her generation and a towering figure in contemporary American music and history. Franklin was the queen of soul. She sold over 75 million records over a five-decade-long career, won 18 Grammy Awards, and became the first woman ever to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So today on the show, we're honoring her life and impact. We've got Vice Editor Raj Punjabi, who is a die-hard Aretha fan, speaking with the Editor-in-Chief of Noisy, Eric Senderman. Tell me why you love Aretha. Well, you can't really love music, I don't think, without loving Aretha, right? Because she kind of has touched so many artists, and you can tell that so many artists have grown up listening to her by the sound of their music. So I think to love music is to love Aretha, and and the kind of like timbre and reach and songwriting that she gifted a lot of artists. I mean, I think when you're thinking about these legacy artists, it's kind of difficult to even know where to begin in terms of understanding what their legacy is and how that works and how it's we're seeing it every day. I think Aretha Franklin is someone who is kind of like intertwined with our culture in a way that we don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... A lot of times I feel like I've listened to a song and I could hear like a melody from one of her songs that's been sampled. And that's just one example of how she's so relevant to contemporary music. But especially with artists like Alicia Keys and uh, Mary J. Blige and then even coming down to people like SZA, you can see from a a vocal style, but also songwriting. Like I said, like this kind of open ability to talk about sexuality and love. Yeah. You listen to the music now and it's kind of so ingrained in... It's like hearing jingle bells almost, you know, it's like it's 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 just kind of always been there. But I think when you look back and you, and you think about the, the time period in which she grew in popularity, it was so revolutionary, like thinking about the kind of music that she was putting out and what that really meant in the 60s and 70s. I'm so happy you say that because I was really put on most of her catalog by my father who came to the States from India in, I want to say, like 
very late 60s, early 70s. And he always tells me, like, it's the same dad line that he'll, like, turn up the music and be like, when I Never Loved a Man comes on in his car, he'll be like, oh, when I when I came to this country, this song was... And he'll sit, use that word, revolutionary. And coming from another culture completely and then understanding what, what was happening in Black music and in music in general around that time and politics, I think it's very telling to, to learn from a song and a singer what a culture is and how a culture is shifting at that time. Yeah. Do you have any favorite Aretha Franklin songs? Uh, I, I think I Never Loved a Man is one of my favorites. And I love Natural Woman, just really about owning and being your most authentic self. So I really love that one. Um, Respect always slaps. Um, <laughs> but I think I Never Loved a Man is so... It's It reminds me of what SZA and a lot of artists are doing today about just being really honest about what you're feeling and vulnerable. And that's like a thing you can do only in music sometimes. Aretha Franklin has obviously been a hugely influential woman um, and specifically a woman of color. And I'm curious from your perspective, how do you view her influence in American culture? I think that she is a really important figure to look at as a woman of color who kind of moved mountains for a lot of people in so many different ways. She was very private about certain parts of her life. She didn't even admit that she was sick until, you know, she was quite sick. And I think there's something to separating your career from your personal life, which is really hard to do now. Um, We kind of know every woman artist's life because of social media. And I think she very much took an effort to separate things that she felt was personal. I think that's something to think about as a woman of color, how we want to examine that, because we're often judged for our personal lives and it kind of intersects with career. She had a family. She had two kids by the time she was 15 years old and that was her business. And I think you kind of got that vibe from her music too. Like, this is what I want you to know and this is what I don't think is any of your business. And I think that is something that women of color in this country struggle with, being judged and labeled. So being able to kind of keep these things separate if they want to. And when it comes to, you know, her most iconic song, which is Respect, I would say that you can't really go to a good wedding without hearing it uh, or at karaoke or whatever it is. And it's such an important song for women in particular, because it's something that from when it came out up until now, it's always been this thing that we're looking for. And I think Otis Redding wrote it originally, right? So when she kind of owned it after that, it was like, I don't know how this wasn't birthed along with her because it was really everyone of this subset of people is going to get this, if not everyone. So I think um, that song will forever be really fun and really powerful, but also really serious and kind of like a somber reminder that the struggle continues. You know, she was so she was so political in her career, but specifically with the music, it, it, it kind of taps into these ideas, very radical ideas, without being so obvious about them so then you're able to actually enact real change through those messages it was really fun to listen to it was really romantic and sexy sometimes and sometimes it was just more of a direct message but it was all really powerful and it changed a lot of people whether they want to admit it or not how would you want to see her legacy put forward as we move into 2019 and into the future kind of these things that she stood for and what she represented how do you see those things moving forward and how would you want to see them move forward 
she, you know, sang for Obama. And she's the person you go to when you want something powerful and amazing and inspiring and iconic. And that's why it's kind of jarring that she physically doesn't exist anymore. As far as her legacy continued, I would really, I would love for artists to do what they continue to do, which study the masters, right? When somebody's playing a saxophone, you can hear if they're a student of Coltrane. I would really love for artists to continue to be like, this is the textbook. Let me see what she did so I can do my own thing and do it as powerfully, you know? I don't know if every artist does that, but just I, I you can tell the ones who do. It's a craft. Um, let's look at the craft. And this reverence to our masters is so important to me. Like study, study the way this person, like dig into w- the way this person created a song. To me, I, I hope every artist does that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these conversations when someone passes away, whether it's Anthony Bourdain or Prince or David Bowie or whatever, or now in this case, Aretha Franklin, the reoccurring theme is just like, yeah, they taught me kind of how to be myself. And I think that that is such a good takeaway from Aretha's music because it stood for something individual while still being being accepting and universal but still strictly coming from her own like fierce identity and I think that that's what's so inspiring when you listen to her music and like you hear her voice it's like so specifically Aretha Franklin but it's also something that like everybody in the world could like rally around you know you can take her music no matter who you are and where you're from and glean a message from it and feel inspired or just energized by it um, in some type of way. I can listen to Aretha Franklin and be like, oh my God, I feel you so badly. Like, I feel this way. I don't know what she was really going through. She was talking about her own struggle. I didn't go through the same thing. But if I can feel connected with her and it makes me want to better myself, I don't want to be earnest, but it's money well spent. And while her music is very universal and that's something that's appealing about it, I will come back to what my father said when he came here in the late 60s and was talking about how emotional her music is. She really did a lot for Black Americans during that time and and continue to throughout her career. And not just artistically and not just in music, but I'm going to talk about the music part in particular. She paved the way for all of these artists that she's influenced. She didn't just influence them. And she put out messages of freedom that were being stifled constantly at that time. For me, I think that's a history lesson in itself. She is representative of the Black woman who is always persecuted for speaking about something. So I think for me, looking at that from the outside, it's better than a textbook. I mean, this woman embodied fighting oppression and continuing to do so for her entire life. I'm reminded of a quote Obama once said about her. Nobody embodies more fully the connection between the African-American spiritual, the blues, R&B, rock and roll, the way that hardship and sorrow were transformed into something full of beauty and vitality and hope. To me, that really says it all. I agree. To read more on Aretha Franklin, go to noisy.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure to tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.